This episode is brought to you by Auth0. That's Auth0.com. In this episode, we get to talk to a whole lot of people in our first ever Conf Migos for Life episode. Lots of people talk about staying sane during COVID and what's it like doing online conferences. Welcome to Thunder Nerds. I'm Brian Hinton. And I'm Frederick Philip Von Weiss. Thank you so much for consuming the Thunder Nerds, the conversation with a lot of the people behind the technology <laughs> that love what they do. And do tech good. Uh, pow! Thanks everybody for joining. We have a whopper of a show today. We have, I think, about 37 people, maybe 50. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll get to them. But uh, Brian, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, this season's sponsor, Auth0. Uh, they care about identity, just like I do, and they want to make it easy for you to set it up yourselves. Uh, they actually provide a custom, secure, and standard-based unified login by providing authentication and authorization as a service. To try it out, go to uh, auth0.com today. Thanks, Brian. And uh, please, everybody, make sure that you remember to subscribe to the show. That's how you get notifications when these go live, and that's how you can watch the live shows. Uh, with that being yeah. said, and without any further ado, we have a lot of people, as I said. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let everybody uh, introduce themselves and say who they are and what they do uh, very briefly, just so we get a little uh, roll call and you have uh, some idea of who we have on the show today. So uh, Faisal, can you start us off? Yes, uh, hi, I'm Faisal. I am a full stack engineer. I'm currently the co-founder of Irene uh, when we're building better end of life solutions. Hey, uh, I'm Baskar and uh, I'm a .NET developer as well as uh, I run the group called uh, JavaScript and Friends. So that's a brief uh, intro about me. And I'm also an Auth0 ambassador. Good to know that Auth0 is sponsoring this show. Yeah, we love the Auth0. Good to have you. Yep. Yep. Jared? All right. So um, I'm uh, Jared Rhodes. I'm a Microsoft Azure MVP. I'm a Pluralsight author. And I am uh, a Xamarin certified developer. So I've got a few mobile apps out there as well. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm the other Jared. We'll let the original Jared speak first. Uh, so I'm Jared Porcinellic, and I work for a company called Archer First Response Systems, and we're a drone deployment company. I'm also a uh, Microsoft MVP, and yeah, I'm happy to join all of you. Janelle! I think it's me. Hi, I'm Janelle. Um, I am the only curly pink-haired UX developer that I know. Um, so yeah, I work at a really cool company called Power DMS in Orlando, Florida. And um, I really like accessibility and user experience, and I'll talk your ear off about it. Uh, my name is Michael Rosario. I'm a senior software engineer with uh, Design Interactive. We love to empower people with technology, especially in augmented reality and virtual reality training solutions. And very excited just to be among friends today. Aww. <laughs> right? Hey, I'm Shiva, working as software architect um, in uh, Computer Enterprises Inc., Orlando, Florida. Uh, I'm mainly focusing on machine learning, IoT, and mobile solutions. And uh, 
the reason for this episode is like my tweet and they're going to talk about that in here that's a short introduction about me yeah. my name is vincent tank um i moved to tampa recently i'm a full stack developer working for a firm called e2 generations uh, we build startup apps for different companies and i also specialize in game development as well and I'm Todd Libby. You may have seen me on such great hits as the last episode of Thunder Nerds. And I am a senior front-end web developer and accessibility advocate. Uh, I work for myself now, senior because of the gray hair. And honored and privileged to be here. Grateful to be here among all you fine folks. And looking forward to the next hour or so. Nice, and I think uh, one person that just joined that wasn't on here that didn't uh, get a chance to introduce themselves, as I said uh, before, was Hendrix uh, Tavares. Hendrix, can you hear us? I think he's muted or not set up all the way. Okay, well, yeah, let's, yeah I see it's still he's connecting He's connecting to audio. Well, he'll <laughs> be in, in a second. <laughs> but <laughs> as she, Shiva was saying earlier that the 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 reason for this episode is Shiva sent out a tweet and we'll we'll link it in the show notes about you know how I miss my conference friends and um, I'll let him uh, go into more of this in a second but it's it, we haven't been able to get out and see everybody and have that level of socialization and going to give somebody a big hug at a conference and talking to them and you know the first thing I going to do is find Janelle and give her a big hug and I want her to talk my ear off. So that's what I want. Uh, I, hear that laugh. I <laughs> love it. Is it still your ringtone? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there it is. I can't. Yeah, I made, I took Janelle's laugh and I made it my ringtone because her laugh is just perfect. Anyway, but Shiva, why don't you, uh, why don't you explain this more? This is your tweet. Yeah. Um, so last week, like uh, I just tweeted like uh, I missed my conference friend who I usually meet in conferences, right? Because in, uh, I think 2019, I moved to Orlando, uh, especially like when I'm trying to start speaking in the conferences and all. I met Santosh and uh, Jared in one of the local meetups in uh, one tech, Orlando.net user group meetups, right? After that, I, I just joined into the speaker circuit around in Orlando, and we have like a lot of conferences that's happening in this place, right? Tampa Code Camp, Orlando.net uh, user group, and also like Orlando Code Camp. And we have like South Florida Code Camp. And uh, to extend, uh, sometime I travel to like Atlanta to talk in Atlanta Code Camp. The one thing common in the place is like, I meet the same speaker community in like uh, different cities. For example, Faisal, I met him in like Ohio, and also like I met him in Orlando again. So we are like, a, any city we are going, we are just like meeting the people again and again. In the one very important thing is like, a, I never met Santosh in Orlando. I met Santosh in like other cities. I met Santosh in Miami or I met Santosh in Tampa. <laughs> then we say like, okay, we are living in Orlando, but we are not meeting in Orlando that much. Right? So I I had like a blasting um, experience when we are going to the conference and also like a, I'm missing the friends who are meeting that. So I just like felt, okay, it's been like three months. I think the last conference I talked in the South Florida conference in uh, uh, Miami. So I just like, uh, I'm missing my friends. It's been like more than three months. I <laughs> I didn't get a chance to meet them. So I just tweeted like, okay, this is the small list I'm missing. Maybe like the list is more, but this is my tweet is uh, consolidating, right? So I'm missing this 
friends because uh, I usually meet them in the conferences. Then everyone said like, okay, uh, don't worry, we can jump in the video call to discuss or we can meet like any time virtually and all. Then Fred also said like, okay, I'm also in. Then I thought like, okay, it would be a best idea if we make like the Thunder Nuts episode with all these conference people, right? All these speaker people. Because I know like the Thunder Nuts, they are looking for like a, the stories begin the technology and stories begin the tech people. So I think like this is a good story to tell to everyone in Thunder Nuts, right? So that's the reason uh, I just started that conversation and it ended up here. Yeah, I love it. It's a great idea. And Janelle came up with the uh, with the title of the episode, yeah. Conf Migos for Life. I love that, Janelle. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And this is it's only a, the small group. Yes. <laughs> and this is only the small group. There are like a lot of uh, people more than my circle. And also like uh, they're having, uh, they're missing these kind of like a uh, experience. And also they're missing these kind of like a uh, meeting more often in the different conferences. So I think uh, this would be the good start for these kind of episodes, at least to meet virtually and uh, share our emotions and uh, things beyond like the technology, right? Because beyond the technology and the technical speech, we have like the emotions, how we are connecting with the people and uh, how we are handling these kind of situations. Because this is one of the part of the life we take as like a, a task, right? We take speaking in the conferences like a part of our life, but we are missing that in like for four months, I think like more than four months, March, from March, right? So uh, I just want to, let this emotion out and see like how uh, we are handling that and what are the different approaches we can take moving forward. For example, like uh, Michael said, we can handle this uh, uh, Orlando code camp and uh, the first Florida together. So that kind of uh, talk we need to take together as a community. So that's my, uh, that's my thing to well, maybe to just give you guys a shout out to, like I know, shout out to Orlando IoT. And uh, I really enjoyed um, you speaking with them um, at their meetup. And it's been fun to see, um, you know, um, just all of our communities uh, reaching out despite our social distancing and stuff and still trying to add value to the, the developer community in general. So that just, Big thanks from this corner of the world. Yeah, I'll say too, one nice, uh, I mean, it's a weird to say a nice thing with the circumstances we've been in, but I attended two um, like meetup conference things that were in like the UK um, that would have never been available to me without them suddenly doing it 100% remote. So that was kind of neat. Um, one, one of the questions that I mean, it was kind of touched on is how, how is everyone kind of dealing with this and staying sane and not going crazy locked away in our houses? Um, I, I don't know who wants to chime up first, but. I can go. Jill, um, go. So um, I, this is some news, I guess, because I haven't really announced it to people, um, but I got engaged. So um, I'm doing pretty gosh darn good. I would say. Congratulations! Um, thank you. So, <laughs> no Zoom had those. That's awesome. They have yeah, two reactions. Yeah. This is amazing. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I got engaged and, um, you know, 
pretty, pretty good over here. I feel like the coronavirus is as much as it sucks, right? Like you can't see people like you can't like give people in the store a smile because you have a mask on your face, right? You're constantly like sanitizing and washing your hands. And there's a lot of like other people are scary uh, because they could <laughs> potentially harm you, right? Yes. Um, so it, it's it's kind of nice to have little pockets of sunshine like that. Like, hey, I got engaged or, you know, um, another thing is I get to work with my significant other um, every day. So like we get to help each other out with code, which is the coolest thing. And um, it's not something I would have experienced um, had the coronavirus not come into our lives, if that makes sense. So it's kind of awesome to get like a back-end engineer's like perspective on front-end sometimes <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, I'll be looking at my code and I'll be like, this doesn't make sense and I don't understand why it doesn't make sense. Is it me? And then, you know, he can come around and be like, oh yeah, no, definitely that is, that just doesn't make sense. So you should probably rewrite that. <laughs> so it's nice, yeah. I'm sure you do the same in return, yes. I mean, he's cooler than me, to be honest, not gonna lie. Is so. his hair pink too? <laughs> I don't think there's anybody cooler than you. So I don't think that's a true statement. No, he, uh, he'll, he'll, um, there's a project that he's working on that uses Vue. And uh, he's not very much a front end person, but he gets to use it all the time now. And so a lot of the times he'll be like, I, is this? I can't use this. Why can't I use this? And I'm like, are you using Beautify? Like the thing that you should be using? And he's like, oh, true. Yeah, I should probably be using Beautify. And I'm like, yay, wonderful. And it's, it's, I mean, but that's not really something I can contribute. He's more of like a, he helps. We're, we're really helpful together. It's really awesome. It's amazing. We're, we're fantastic. I love him. Yeah, it's nice. You guys got that kind of relationship. That's so cool. Yeah, we, we Drake and Josh with each other all the time. Oh, yeah, I just meant like the whole like, you know, the development ex experience too. like you're both, you know, are, are in that in this world of, of, of technology. It's it's pretty dope. Not gonna lie. It's it's really nice to be able to like yell at Vim and like somebody echo that anger like right back and you're like, yes, this. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, my um, my wife was uh my project manager at one point and yeah and uh oh, we yeah no it was we were in a relationship for a long time before that happened uh before we worked together and we worked together for a little while and now even though we don't work together anymore and she's a public school uh math coach like i can talk about my work and she's able to empathize or you know empathize with me especially when it comes to like schedules and stuff and i'm just like it, um, quick, quick question. Uh, this is how I pose it to, my, to Sarah. Like, quick question. Um, what does it mean when a developer says, "I'm almost done," and she says, "Absolutely nothing," and I'm like, "Yes, that's right." That's awesome. <laughs> and it's just real fun. <laughs> I mean, she was great. She took it on as like a partner in the project. You know, not to brag on her too much, but like. She knew that that role wasn't a uh, manager role. It was definitely like, let's work together and see how we can get this project done. So I really appreciated that part of it. Yeah. 
Who wants Who to go else? next? Who's next? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I can go. Um, so I, I, I'm married to someone who um, is very good about just trying to cleverly get us outside. So we'll do things like just go to a park, go fishing. That's been fun. Um, we, we both grew up as space nerds. So we safely uh, in social distancing, following social distancing protocols, you know, kind of like watched a SpaceX uh, launch from Cocoa Beach. And it was yeah. really cool getting to see like the whole town erupt in joy and, uh, you know, seeing U.S. back in space and stuff. Um, so that was that was really quite exciting. Um, yeah, so I, I love the hack of just finding parks and playing with the kids outside um, at a safe distance and stuff. Anyone else take in the, the SpaceX stuff? Yeah, I saw it live on YouTube. Uh, very exciting. And it was, it was more exciting was the uh, talk about how their dashboards are built. Oh, so UI great. is actually Chromium with like uh, JavaScript front end which is very interesting. And then at first I thought, wow, that's a terrible idea, but then it makes sense because if something does happen, they can raise up the, um, the TV or whatever, the monitors, and there's like hardware buttons on the back. So there's, they're always protected, even if Chrome crashes. <laughs> I'm wondering about the battery life. <laughs> <laughs> um, if yeah, you I all too good. could introduce yourselves when you talk to just for our listeners, they know who's talking. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was Faisal. <laughs> and still is. Still. <laughs> Who's next? So Hendrix here. I'm from uh, Orlando. And the thing that I've been doing lately for the last few weeks, I guess, is I'm missing baseball for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, like, so I'm watching uh, Korean baseball, believe it or not. So. And every morning, like 7.30 in the morning, I'm watching uh, live baseball from uh, South Korea. And it's really, really good, actually. Um, they, they make it fun because they basically, since they don't have an audience, there's no people, there's no one in the stadium. They put like all these kind of uh, stuffed animals around, <laughs> around the uh, what do you mean, like as the audience and all the seats? Yes, as the audience. <laughs> That's awesome. And then they they change them up between innings and they bring them drinks and stuff. It's just make it cool. It's just really cool. Uh, yeah. So that that's been fun. Well, let me ask you, Hendrix. You uh, specifically, since we're talking about conferences here, is that's our main theme. You you throw a conference. Uh, what, what's, what's your thoughts on all this and, uh, what, what's the, what's the immediate future of DevFest? So, so yeah, so this is a uh, very interesting because, um, uh, we actually had a conversation, uh, about a week ago or two weeks ago about how we're going to do this, uh, in this new environment. And obviously it's not going to be, um, sort of an in-person event. But we sort of throwing up ideas. We're still in that sort of early stage. It's definitely going to be in November. Seems like the date where we all sort of agreed on. Um, 
it might change, who knows, but, uh, but the idea is to, to do something where we could bring the community, sort of the same thing we're doing here. Um, but, you know, the IoT group, the uh, Android group, the uh, uh, OneTalk group, uh, that, you know, kind of remove all the barriers. So because doing it online and virtually kind of remove a lot of barriers for you. Uh, one of them is you could invite people from uh, all over the world and they could kind of join in as well as from all the meetup and, and kind of bring, do a big thing where we could all celebrate technology. Uh, I'm sure Michael has a lot of more ideas because uh, he's, uh, he's kind of our uh, elite uh, trying to figure out uh, how we're going to do this uh, this year. Uh, Michael, do you have anything to add? It's on all, all on Michael. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, a few a few things that are just kind of uh, um, continuations of narrative from last year. You know, so um, we got a lot of positive feedback. You know, that speaking to the startup narrative, like not just that we're technologists, but we're also trying to. Some of us are also trying to build new kinds of businesses. Um, new types of new types of innovation. What type of design techniques need to be played um, as we're making new things? Um, that's a discussion that needs to continue. So um, we definitely have the strong desire to gather the strengths of uh, of Florida um, and, and kind of check um, company lines across uh, out the window, right? You know, so we want um, to real we we discussed with. Um, the one tug group, you know, like combining both our kind of influences in Microsoft and Google and just pouring it into how do we help meaningfully small business and um, startups in this world that we now live in. It's a brand new situation. There's a lot of people who need help. And we honestly, as developers, we're one of the more blessed, um, I guess you could say populations because you know, we're adaptable. Change is just part of who we are. And, you know, we, we have a place uh, um, yielding technology to, to, you know, help that mom and pop shop that is just trying to, you know, get back into business or, you know, that um, set of college students who are, you know, starting up, um, you know, their venture. We have an opportunity to maybe be mentors to them and support them in their growth. So that's thematically some of the things we would like to continue um, with uh, the 2020 uh, conference. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, Mike. So having a startup and all those stuff is really a good idea from a community standpoint, uh, because at least uh, from where I am in Columbus, Ohio. So we have an active community, uh, which is uh, managed through Tech Life. Uh, which is called Tech Life Columbus, but uh, they also uh, involve in uh, startup activities and all those stuff. So it's a really a good idea to have uh, user group communities mentor startup activities. And uh, yeah, that's really a nice one uh, to think about. What does everyone think uh, is the most valuable thing about conferences that perhaps we're, we'll, we'll miss out on with, you know, this new way of doing it? So I actually, it, I've been waiting sort of, as everyone talks about moving online, yeah. uh, 
um, taking that question and sort of going forward with some of the stuff I wanted to talk about, because uh, that's all I did. I, I didn't listen. I just wanted to talk about what I want to talk about. Uh, no. So, um, who, who is this? This is Jared. Uh, this okay. is um, Jared. If you're other Jared, what should do I have a name? Do I have a thing? Yeah, you're just DOG. You're just uh, just Jared. <laughs> just Jared. Just okay. Jared. <laughs> you can so, do JR. No, no, man. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. Does jog um, work? Do what? Does jog work? Jared OG. So just jog. Mm. Oh, new nickname. Dang. I mean, I, Go ahead, I, jog. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about taking the hit. He's the original Jared. He goes by Jared. I'll I'll go as uh you know whatever the opposite of OG is. So anyway, why don't we just rotate? We'll rotate. There you go. There you go. Um, so everyone um, that had a conference with enough lead time is trying to go to an online conference. Um, and so with, and the same thing with a lot of user groups, they went for online content. And so Brian, to, to go off of what I think is the most important, there, there are two things. And, and so for the Atlanta Code Camp, we decided to just cancel. We didn't want to go online. And uh, for my own user group, I actually haven't done any online pr presentations or content since we couldn't meet in person. And uh, to, so really two things I think that are important that we get out of conferences is one, obviously the big thing is the, the interpersonal connections that you, you, you make while you're there. Um, I don't think we really get that online. Um, you don't get to talk to the speakers when they're not speaking. You don't really get to have a personal conversation where you're both standing there and you can talk and you can sort of play off the group a little bit better than you can um, online. Um, and the other thing that, uh, so, and for a lot of the conferences, at least for the code camp, one of the things we like to be able to do is, um, and this is moving on to point two, is we like to be able to have people who aren't well-known speakers or haven't spoken a lot or anything like that. And it's very difficult to promote oh, a whole yeah. bunch of content. So if we take what we have for the code camp, I think we had like eight tracks uh, running concurrently. Uh, and we did that in five or six time slots throughout the day, right? And so when we talked about going online, how do I get someone who hasn't had a chance to really get in front of a, a crowd and has a topic that when you, I mean, when you first get in the industry, your topic is not uh, the, you know, advanced, like, oh, this is cutting edge, you know? So how do we get that speaker uh, an audience when we're going online? How do we get them in front and then somehow position them in a way that they can, uh, get used to speaking, get the, the butterflies out of the way, and really meet people and get that speaking experience. Because if we can't get them an audience because we're doing it online, what's the point for the new speakers? And for the people who are regular speakers, uh, like myself personally, there's enough, I, I do the same talk all the time to the point where I've rehearsed it to the point I could probably give it right here, right now without slides. Okay, go. And you could, you could, uh, everybody doesn't mind, right? Uh, <laughs> you could find that content if you wanted to online. What's the point in going and, and getting it not on demand? So to, to go back to what, to answer your question, it was the two things, right? I can't make personal connections if I'm, if I'm not there, if I don't like see you all in person, I can't make the same kind of personal connections. And for us, at least in a code camp, we're trying to get new speakers out there and get them and let them build their own brand. And we can't do that online as well as we could in person. 
Yeah, you definitely could, you know, you, know, you could offer some kind of Q&A at, at the end, or maybe the whole thing is Q&A, but it's, it's not the same thing. Like, if, you know, if Vincent was speaking somewhere, Vincent putting you on the spot, and I wanted to talk to you afterwards, and I wanted to say, hey, you know, I, I like that subject, tell me more, tell me uh, tell, how long you've been in Tampa, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I can't make that personal connection. I can't get a handshake. Not that you could shake anybody's hand right now. But, you know, there, there's so much value in being able to have that personal time with, with, with a speaker or anybody in the audience that you connect with uh, at, at one of these events. Yeah, like do, when I give talks, one of the big things that I look for is um, how the public is reacting, right? How the audience is reacting. And it's very difficult to do that online. I remember the first three or four talks that I've given so far uh, during since the pandemic. And it's really hard just talking to like my slides. And I don't even know if I'm disconnected or not half the time. Uh, so I just like go along with it. And it's very difficult, right? And I think the value of conferences is not the speakers, it's the networking. Um, the speakers were just there to just like give a 40 minute talk. But you know, you can find that online. It doesn't really matter. It's what happens after. And the whole online thing is missing that. Yeah, I think Todd had a memory from his childhood about conferences he was going to share. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts, Todd? Todd, you were five years old. Go. I fell down and stunned my knee and it was all sorts of madness and mayhem. Um, so that was kind of a traumatic experience. But um, I've done a lot of conferences online lately and <clears throat> contrasting between online and in person in person as a you know as someone sitting sitting in the audience and uh you know taking everything in and watching these speakers speak and everything i like to go up to the speakers and and chat with chat with them for a little bit and then you know talk to other people the the socialing is what i miss in a, in our you know in person conference online uh and i'm going to tie this in with accessibility I, there's been a couple platforms that i've been on that have not had closed captioning mm. so yeah there's an inherent problem right there um so I prefer the in-person experience to the online experience. The online experience has been great with the ones that I've been at. Um, the content is, has been incredible. But the platforms, some of these platforms need some work. So hopefully, at some point soon, we can get back to, you know, everybody gathering in one, you know, big, huge room and, you know, uh, meeting up and having a great time at a conference uh is it going to be anytime soon i have two conferences that are still uh on the schedule from this november oh they're holding out <laughs> they are they are holding out and i'm kind of i'm in limbo on travel plans so you know i sit on the fence of what do i do do I make those plans and go ahead or do I just say, you know what, I'm just going to set it out and wait until next year. So, You know, the thing I keep reading about COVID is it's not just getting COVID and covering from it, it's the long-term effects. 
And the last thing you want is long-term effects just affecting you because of a conference. So I know February I had a conference to go to and I canceled simply because I didn't want to take that risk. I am. So you said something interesting. You said like the platforms aren't like as good as they could be. And I think that's something that we may see. I'm hoping we see like the fruit from in a year or so, which by then maybe coronavirus isn't, hopefully we have a vaccine and we figured it out, but um, maybe the silver lining is that software around conferences will get better because we just didn't have any lead time as a, you know, people who organize things like, and people who make the platforms to organize things, they probably didn't see the need to make something really good because the user base wasn't there. Like if you're going to have a really good conference, you have a really good conference in person. And so we'll never be able to replace the in-person experience. And I don't want to, but I think like eventually I'm hoping like we'll get, we'll do better than zoom, you know, like as, as great as zoom is, I hope we find ways as a technologist to build things that are, a better analogous experience to conferences than what we have currently available. So you're saying we need iPads on those uh, Boston dynamic robots and we could, you know, walk around and experience everything, right? Well, the matrix. Yeah, there you go. We have a, (laughs) Um, I want to bring like the other question here. Um, So since we are moving from like uh, in person to the online conference, right? Uh, as a meetup organizer, I think most of the here are like meetup organizers. What is the percentage of attendance you are feeling? Because when we are doing the meetup, we always have this question like, okay, uh, some hundred people registered, but only like a 50% showing up or like 40% showing up. Are we seeing that kind of uh, thing in the online conference or like online meetups? Uh, Bhaskar, I think you might be the right person to answer because you are handling this JS friends and conference, right? Okay, yeah, so, the presentation. so even before the pandemic hit, like uh, we had the first uh, conference as an in-person conference in 2019, that was our first year. Uh, and when JavaScript and friends was found, we thought like, uh, we should not be like, just come and go once a year. We should be there in the community, like the year round, entire year round, we should be there. So that was the idea when we started javascript and friends and as part of that we found like or we felt that okay with conference you have to pair meetups so that's how we started we started doing every month monthly meetups and uh, we have one annual conference so from a place like columbus ohio uh, getting speakers on various topics is always a challenge so for me in one way even before pandemic, I was doing all everything online. So all the meetups in JavaScript and friends were completely done online through Zoom. Uh, we used to have like uh, take registrations through Eventbrite and coming to a point about RSVPs. So uh, it's a common challenge for meetup organizers every time. The, it is good that um, when you have a venue and you order food and uh, everything, you have sponsors, even though you have sponsors covering a food and other expenses, uh, but the kind of uh, experience due to lack of uh, attendance or lack of uh, RSVPs, you are less impacted through online, right? So my only thing is, even though if I have 
50 attendees RSVP. Uh, even two attendees or five attendees turn up an online experience is all, always going to be good because you are going to have minimum number of people and the conversations the speaker uh, going to interact with everyone uh, is always going to be good. And uh, our attendees will always try to catch the talk details from YouTube. Like you, we, we can easily record the talks through online meetups, right? You don't, even though if you don't have a very good hardware, you just use Zoom, you record your meetup, and later you can always give it to your attendees to consume it uh, after the meetups. So that way, I think uh, there are pros and cons of online meetups and online conference, but as organizers, you can reach various speakers. You're opening the array for uh, speakers from different parts of the world. They can come and speak to your uh, group and uh, your attendees can also attend from their home, right? Uh, because finishing up your office and then commuting till the meetup centers, uh, physical space, the travel time, everything you are reducing if you are having an online meetup. And I do uh, understand about the uh, in-person connections which happen uh, when you meet in person, but I think you through use of collaboration tools, uh, we can still be connected, right? So yeah, right I, now, I think you, I think you bring yeah. bring. Sorry to interrupt, but I think you bring up a really good point. Is we miss the food too? Can't you can't do that yeah. through Zoom? <laughs> I do miss the food. And I think right. Vincent was saying earlier too that he really likes the commute and traveling and flying and you know airports. Uh... What? <laughs> oh, oh, flying. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best part of going to a conference, right? You get to fly over there, and you get to go to a hotel, and then stay Where's over there. Where's my bag? <laughs> Where's my where's my goodie bag? Where's my swag bag? No, but don't forget um, you you could add another one of these to your collection. Oh, I've got like badges. I've got a box actually, and I just call it like memorabilia, and I just throw like every little sticker and badge I've ever received in just a box. But yeah, um, I actually haven't done any like online conferences, but I have attended a few. And like when I traditionally kind of started learning web development actually it's 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 been about a year since i've been like an official web developer um kind of like how i originally started is i would go to conferences and i'd go to meetups and sometimes it'd be like the orlando iot meetup and jared would give a talk on his his uh ford bronco and all the things he's hooking up to to make it work and then sometimes it's steven his graphql talk or sometimes it's uh michael at the google developer group and you know, I kind of transitioned there and I started going to conferences. I think the Google Developer Conference was actually the first one I went to, um, the one organized by Hendrix and Michael. And when I, when I went over there actually, I actually completely ignored all the talks because the best part of a conference is actually meeting the people there, not, not, the, not the talks themselves. So I'll just hit the end of the tail, then tail of the talk or like the beginning tail of the talk. And I'll just walk around, just talk to people and um, like the Google Developer Conference was actually really interesting because I actually got an interview through Google through an actual person there. So like you miss out on like all these little things that you get when you go and meet someone in person, right? Like you can start telling a rich history, start using body language and they can like react based on what you're saying and it all happens dynamically. But when you're all in the conference and you're in different rooms, 
um, you don't really get that sense of personal personalization or, or personal connection, right? So um, that's the thing I miss the most about conferences is um, just meeting people and just talking to people, having lunch and sitting down with somebody, you know, saying, you know, how much they like about how much they like each and every topic that's on there, which ones they didn't like, or kind of, you know, talking about the food. It's always just like the same old Publix or, or pizza or whatever. But, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, you miss out on those good times. So, so what you're saying is you like the conversation with the people behind the technology? I love what they do. <laughs> I mean, what they do is nice, but um, it's Brian, really, you missed it. It's, it's, it's I really left you the, hanging. It's really the people that make the conference on, honestly. So it's always just fun getting that personal connection and, you know, seeing what they're up to. Like for me, um, it, since quarantine, I've been like, I've had a lot of free time. You know, I don't have to go to work anymore. I, have to, I don't have to commute. So just like, well, what can I do with all this free time? And like, I'll go, I'll go on like online conferences, online meetups uh, around the country sometimes just because it's all available. Sometimes I'll be in Denver. Sometimes I'll be in Tampa. But like, I've been spending a lot of free time actually getting in shape too. And I, I've, I've dropped 35 pounds since January. Saw so, that tweet. Nice. Let's wow. see that. Yeah, Show everybody that. the arms. Let's see. Let's see the guns. Oh God, you ripped the shirt. <laughs> oh my lord. Whoa! Vincent, I, I've That's been, a I've lot been of oil. Up. I've been. You gotta stop picking up that. Uh, gotta stop picking up that memorabilia box and looking in it. Like, <laughs> put that down. <laughs> I mean, you should be baking bread. Didn't you get the memo? Oh, yeah. actually, I haven't baked any bread yet because I've been just eating frozen food. <laughs> I, I've been my, really lazy. Project for my after this. Yeah, my memo said eat too much. I don't know what everybody else's memo said, but that was ice mine. cream. Yeah, lots of yeah. ice cream, <laughs> dude. That that's my memo for life. You know, one one of the things I think that you you touched on uh, as well, Vincent, is that uh, there's so many projects and technology that people are working on that we at least for I could speak for myself and I'll let whomever after but like like when I go to these conferences I hear so many uh interesting things of like oh you know this is a new technology that I've been using for x y and z problem I'm like oh you know I never heard of that or I never thought about doing that with in, in this kind of way shape or fashion or they're they're doing something like uh, solving a pain point for um cremation services uh, I don't know. Hypothetically, I'm going to ask Faisal if he uh, has anything to share, like a new project. Yes, I do. Um, so one of the things, and I'll tell you guys a story since I guess I think we have some time. Um, I used to work at a company called Kobo. And uh, Kobo is a big e-reading company in Toronto. It was my first job after my first failed startup. I had dropped out, did the startup, that didn't work. Then so so going back to school, I just got a job. I was a senior engineering job too. So anyways, took this Android job and Kobo got sold to a company called Rakuten. And Rakuten um, brings in this guy called The Fixer. And The Fixer, he goes to companies and he fixes these companies, makes them profitable. And so they brought in this guy to Kobo uh, named uh, Taka. And uh, Taka is an amazing person. Uh, he's a really cool guy. And so what I do usually is when I work at these companies, I just kind of email the CEO and hope that they'll go to coffee with me. And, uh, and then also freak out that, oh my God, the CEO wants to go to coffee with me. So I was 22, I think at this time. And so I uh, emailed Taka, Taka said, let's go get coffee. And so I became friends with Taka. 
flash forward many, many years later to two years ago, um, I was, yeah, I was 28. And then, so I decided uh, to take a trip to Japan. And so I went to Japan and I found out that Taka had left Kobo and Viber where he was a CEO and is now running a, a really weird company in the funeral space in Japan. And at first I thought he just kind of burnt out and it's just like gone to the easy life. <laughs> That's the burnout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where you go for burnout? Okay. <laughs> oh, burnout. To death. oh, I see, burnout, okay. Oh, very clever. Uh, so, good but he told me that there is a problem in Japan with Buddhist funerals and he is solving this problem where he's kind of built an Expedia for Buddhist funerals where you can come on and you can choose your parameters and they will hook you up with the best Buddhist funeral service. And so I fell in love with the space of death. And I thought this was amazing because for me, I could do, I can do a lot of cool tech stuff and I've built an, an amazing amount of cool tech, but I want to do something that can help people. Um, hmm. I just build like a, you know, another Snapchat filter. And so I, I came back to Toronto and I started thinking about this and I was a CTO at a company called zoom.ai and that company was kind of winding down and I was deciding to leave. And, but I had learned from multiple startups that I've done, the ones that have worked out really well for me are ones that I've worked with a, someone in the space, uh, as a co-founder, but I don't know anything about death other than that we all die. And so I had no idea of how to work in this space till I met my co-founder Mallory. And coincidentally, she's been thinking about this space also. And her family has been in the debt space for the past 30 years or so. And so both of her have teamed up and we're working on a simple modern cremation platform for Canada. The funeral industry in Canada and America is very broken and is very predatory. Uh, if you've ever lost someone, you know that when you, you get advertised one price and then they'll upsell you like crazy. That's because you're vulnerable and, and, and they'll be like, cool. And so what we're trying to do is we're building a product for uh, millennials and Generation X who are actually dealing with all this stuff uh, as their parents or family members die. And it's a completely online uh, plat cremation pat platform for Ontario right now. And then we'll expand where you can go on and in Ontario, the average price of a cremation is $5,000, though it only costs them a fraction of that to actually conduct the cre uh, cremation. So we're charging $2,000 and we're making a completely online uh, process where you can go on, type in the name of the person that passed away, the details that the government requires, and we'll fill out all the paperwork for you. Someone will come to your home or hospital, pick up the person, take them, get them cremated, and then you can go pick up the ashes or bring it back, right? And so it's a one-stop inclusive platform that we're working on. And so that keeps me busy. Uh, really the pandemic kind of, we've been raising money. So the pandemic kind of um, threw my fundraising, but then I started to just like email people uh, and we were able to raise a good chunk of money. So that's what, that's what keeps me busy aside from like my 10 other consulting gigs that I do. That is definitely one of those things you would hear at a conference talking to someone yeah. just over food. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's not something yeah. we'd normally yeah. pick up. Janelle, what about you? What do you got going? Um, new technology, new project. I know, yes. you, I know we got the, the, there's a wedding coming up. I mean, eventually one day, I don't know. I feel like getting married is such a sham. Um, personally, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to get married. It's just going to be like, I'm going to sign a piece of paper. I'm not going to do the whole wedding thing. That's just expensive. And I could buy a house for that much. Right. Um, so, <laughs> um, just me personally, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, um, side projects are super fun and super awesome. Um, I working with Vue, um, so that's really, really fun. And um, I get to do a lot of really cool usability things. Um, so um, one of the things that has happened in the past couple of months, um, I guess to kind of tie in both like new things that I've uh, that we're doing and in the pandemic kind of space as well as um, you know conferences to kind of tie them together is um, the last like um, conference uh, I went to um, that was a virtual one was like literally right as the coronavirus was starting um, and it was a webinar for for women um, who code and um, so I was speaking at the conference and um, the weird thing about giving a like a talk, I guess, um, in like space, I feel is that you don't have that interaction with people just like, you know, everybody was saying, um, you don't know whether or not people are excited, not excited, unless you're both talking and reading the comments at the same time, which is very hard. Um, and so that was kind of um, an interesting thing. Um, however, like, you know, right after that, you know, I gave my talk, um, a bunch of people um, were like coming up to me, like, you know, um, emailing me, LinkedIn, Twitter, and, you know, saying like how that they never realized that a user experience engineer was an actual possibility for them. Um, you know, a lot of people feel that they could either just do front end and they have to live with JavaScript for the rest of their lives and, um, or they have to live with CSS for the rest of their lives, or they have to be a designer for the rest of their lives. And they don't realize that they can do all of those things and, um, you know, still thrive and be amazing. Um, and so that was really awesome to hear a bunch of like women um, just be like, hey, I didn't realize I could do these cool things with the stuff that I want to do, I didn't, I had no idea. And so I guess if, you know, bringing out your social media, um, bringing out your email, if you want to, your website, if you want to, so that people can contact you when you are giving these talks um, is super important because you could really make a connection with somebody and really help somebody out. Um, so that's super awesome. And then um, side projects, um, are super fun um, and they're amazing. And I love working with Vue because I've never been able to do it um, in a corporation, I guess. So it's really nice to be able to like work on like a side project with Vue with a bunch of other people um, and work on. So currently I'm working on um, a really nifty thing uh, where we're revolutionizing MRI. Um, we're essentially like what we're doing is we're creating a platform for people to um, learn how to do MRIs. So people in like third world countries and people who don't necessarily have access to the tooling for MRIs uh, can learn how to like actually do MRIs and, and get cool jobs or at least like understand, you know, when someone gets an MRI, like what is happening and how to read that. Um, so it's super amazing and super awesome. And it's completely built with JavaScript which is the coolest thing. So there's like a 3D rendering machine and it's just the dopest thing to be able to see like um, something that can like change someone's life, right? Um, and you're like, I'm just, I'm just doing something that I love and that I adore. Um, and it's, you know, it's making you happy. Like that makes me even happier, you know? And so 
um, that's a huge thing for me. But it's also okay if like you don't want to do anything during this pandemic, I feel. Like if you're just like, look, I'm just trying to make bread, eat cookies, make ice cream sandwiches. Like, oh, I like all of those life. things. Yeah, those things. like live that life. If you just want to like be like, uh, um, like Vincent and be like, you know what, I'm trying to get swole living that swole life. Like, I think that's pretty cool too. Like picking up that box. Yeah. Picking it up, picking it up, putting it back down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, playing with your kids, right? Like having that time to, I feel like, I mean, I don't personally have children, but you know, I, I know like a couple of y'all um, do. I mean, having this time with your kids, like how dope is that? Like how amazing is it to just be like, I can see your face literally all day every day like i love that i love that <laughs> todd that that background you got to show everybody the ice cream sandwiches oh i love ice cream sandwiches come on who, who, who passes up a good ice cream sandwich these days now traditional <laughs> traditional ice cream sandwich or cho- what about chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich i mean which is better chip witch chip witch yeah chiva you know do, you, do, you, do you have a, a preference ice cream sandwich uh <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't have preference. Shiva, favorite ice cream? Strawberry. Are we doing lightning round as a group? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ooh. I went from ice cream sandwiches to that. But sure, why not go? Uh, okay. okay. Well, we're at the end anyway. Mm-hmm. Might as well okay, go Okay, we'll it. do it real, real, real quick. I'll just ask Firefox or Chrome? Start with Todd. Firefox. I don't know who's should go next. Uh, I'm going to give a shot. I'm going to go, go shout out to Firefox as well. They they have an outstanding mixed reality uh, browser for HoloLens too. <sighs> Blowing my mind. The dev tools are phenomenal. Yes. Yes. Totally. You're, you're absolutely right, Todd. This is not a we didn't we didn't organize this lightning round very well. Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> By the way, you you were talking about food. Um, I actually learned how to make uh, arepas. Have anybody have eaten arepas? <laughs> Janelle yeah. just exploded. I love, I love arepas. <laughs> that has keeping me. I'm going. The, I think I'm gaining the pounds that uh, Vincent is losing. He'll <laughs> send his box out, and but, we'll uh, all be, get a chance to use it yeah. after he gets all pumped. Maybe you can share that recipe um, in the show notes, Hendricks. I would do that. It's oh. very simple. Um, also learned uh, to use this uh, computer vision, uh, I guess, algorithm. It's, it's called YOLO. I'm sure somebody here knows about it. Um, they released like the latest version. I think it's uh, four. Um, uh, it's supposed <laughs> to be super fast. And I mean, yeah, that's the name of it, YOLO. YOLO. Um, <laughs> And it's really, really cool. Um, I made a little thing that I have up there on the web. I might find the link and put it in the show note. Uh, but um, basically, it allows you to easily um, kind of train uh, the machine to to detect uh, if a Tesla car is in a video or a picture or something like that. Just identify Tesla. Just as a, as a kind of little project to to figure out the tools. Nice. I, I, I might one. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'd like one final question of people who ever want to answer. Like, what are you doing to have that 
social connection that we're not able to have? Like, what are, what are some things that some of you are doing to, to get that besides this? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, so ever since quarantine started, you know, it's kind of hard to, to, to interact or kind of like go out with people, right? Cause you can't go to restaurants, can't go to bars. There's social distancing in place, right? Be six feet apart. Um, what I found is, uh, like, it's a good time for you to like call up friends just at, like random times throughout the day. Cause you know, everyone's working remote and you have a conversation from there. Like yesterday, actually I had like a friend who went to my housewarming and Janelle was also in my housewarming too, but he, he was also going through like a lot of self-improvement phases me. And I didn't know about this until he called me up. And then we literally chatted for three hours. And then um, just like yesterday as well, like my, one of my good friends, like one of my apartment neighbors, he, him and his girlfriend broke up. So like, I was just chilling out with them and, you know, watching South park and doing some things that I shouldn't have done, but eating uh, carbs. <laughs> But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, eating carbs. Let's put it that way. Um, so, diet, Vincent. I think yeah, yeah just on <laughs> diet, diet. Getting those, getting those Klondike bars, right? So, so um, I think quarantine kind of like brings us together in the sense that um, the people that you, that that are close to you or that you hold close and dear to, to, to them, at least um, you'll call them or they'll call you. And then you know, there's a lot more free time now that people have more flexible schedules. So it's easier to connect with people. You don't have to text them. You just call them. Um, that's what I've been doing. I mean, I don't know how, what else you guys have been doing for keeping up with friends and family and whatever. I've been having, uh, actually just inviting anybody that wants to go into a zoom call and just chat if they need to chat, you know, if they feel like they're isolated, sometimes I feel isolated. So I'll go, you know, uh, I know people that uh, on Twitter where I follow and they'll be having zoom chats too. And, and so we just go in there and we chat and uh, I open up a room. I haven't for a while now, but um, uh, you know, I'll open up a call and invite anybody in who just wants to chat just to keep that, you know, the communication, you know, lines open. Yeah. One of the things I did was I uh, posted out a Calendly link for, you know, a lot of people are, becoming unemployed. So I said, you know, if anyone uh, lost their job or wants to learn a new skill, just like set up a time with me and chat with me. And I've been able to uh, like talk to some of the most, most interesting people, uh, just not in tech, but like all over the place. Um, and I probably have like three or four calls a week with just random people. Uh, it's super interesting. And then a lot of people think, you know, if you want to like, it's really hard to learn programming. Well, I kind of like just guide them on what the right steps are. And you know, it's straightforward. For me, this might be a little like controversial, I'm so sorry, but um, I've been making sure that like my community is okay uh, because a lot of uh, black people right now are uh, very much in pain, they're suffering, they're struggling. Um, so making sure that um, my community is happy and safe or, you know, just even getting through the day. So sending, I this sounds weird, but sending like, cupcakes and sending like brownies to like your coworkers to people that you love you know from restaurants not made by yourself because just in case right um really just helps or like sending like postcards anything right like little online anything um and and donating to you know movements and and helping people out giving people you know just letting them know that you're there for them 
giving them like, you know, a Publix gift card um, if they need it to, to go get groceries because, you know, sometimes people are out here and they can afford groceries because they can't, you know, do X, Y, or Z. Um, but yeah, just uh, keeping, keeping our, our brown and, and, and black folks, um, you know, just above water, right? That's kind of what I've been doing. That's pretty cool. I didn't know uh, awesome. kind of, I didn't know kindness was controversial. That's pretty messed up. I yes. mean, yeah, yeah I mean, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's really awesome. It's really awesome. Something I, I'll, I'll say um, as a shout out to just watching uh, our family a little bit. Um, some of the more interesting Zoom calls uh, involve like doing a shared activity, you know, like um, we once picked some crazy recipe and we all had to make it on the Zoom call. It's actually kind of fun, you know, like, <laughs> that is nice. uh, you know, like we've never made pie before. Well, we're going to figure it out. And, you know, it's kind of a, when you have something tactile in front of you that you can kind of do all together, um, makes it kind of fun and playful. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Did it all come out like beautifully? Did everybody's come out perfect? It was of amazing. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I've been able to do that I could have been doing this whole time in life uh, is that I um, have a friend up in Virginia. Actually, my wife and I have friends. We used to be neighbors and we moved away. And so we've been having happy hours with them virtually. And we, we've never done that. And it's just been really fun to like stay in contact with them. With them. Um, but uh, they're really in they're musicians and I'm not a musician. And a while ago I was like, Hey, I want to make, I want to do something with music. And he's like, you know, uh, Nick, I'll, that'll make it easier. Nick said, we should do something together. I'm like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing, but yeah, let's, let's do it. And so we've been working virtually on like an EP and I don't know what I'm doing at all, but I'm like, I want it to kind of sound like this. You do, 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 you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, that's perfect. I'll notate it like this. And is, is this what you meant? And then we work back and forth and I've been writing lyrics and he's been doing music and, and he's pointed me to things. And I started like learning actual like music theory and I would have never, ever, ever done that. And I'm just at the very cusp, but I feel like I, I got bit, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm really like, really excited. So we're working on it. Are you going to release it? I mean, yeah, we're going to record it and release it at some point after we can all meet up in person. I mean, he has a lot, bunch of musicians that he knows that would be willing to help out. So uh, I'm very, very excited to see it come into fruition. And, you know, all credit goes to him for making it a reality. But Please tell me you're going to be singing. Are you going to be singing? Yeah. I mean, I know how to sing. Like I sang yeah. in chorus in middle school and stuff. So it's not oh, like yeah. completely alien. Is it but... going to be called like Porsonalica? Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I that's got it exactly, down, it's every other name, but that one, isn't that oh, crazy? That is so weird. The odds. Yeah. The odds. Yeah, I know. Google results. Once it's released, they're going to be nuts. <laughs> He's going to call it the OG Jared just to really mess with Jared. Jog. <laughs> the jog. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's great. I, I, it's something that. I never would have done had it not been for the pandemic and as terrible as it is, like it's been really, really fun. Yeah. Likewise, I've been trying out a lot of new things. Now that the pandemic kind of has forced us indoors. I've been Wait, learning. You how were flexing this. You were, you're stretching to flex, weren't you? 
No, I was just stretching. I was, I was, it was intentional. Was For our audio listeners, he rolled up his sleeve and did one of these things with his arm. I didn't. Well, he told me to Pushed do that. Pushed his muscle up. Well, I did. Told, I wrote him about well, it. You, you, you wrote it in the script. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It might be no, in the show notes. I've been uh, I've been learning how to kind of like Jared. Um, oh, I have a ukulele, but I haven't. I should really probably learn how to use it, but I've been learning. How to <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, guys. This, this should be the point of the show where everybody gets out their instrument and we all play a song. <laughs> my my extent is I can just uh, finger strum like Final Fantasy X. That's literally all I can do. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I've been learning how to skateboard, and I've been hitting the skate parks every so often with my coworker. And it's actually pretty busy over there, believe it or not. But um, yeah, I've been using quarantine just to, like learn new hobbies that I've always wanted to learn for the longest time. And I've also like started to like ever since I moved to Tampa, haven't I've been like single for the longest time, so I'd kind of like have my life stabilized now. So I've been just like going on dating apps too. So that's a whole nother world that going on of, dating apps, working out. Yeah, for after the quarantine, it, it's, it's this is this is just personal <laughs> life improvements, you know. It's just me. That's what my focus was. So, oh, and I've also been working on a really cool, interesting VR project as well. It's kind of like a hybrid between an online video game with Twitch, Zoom, and Slack features built in. And I've been working on it for about a month with a couple other developers, and it's like literally coming to fruition. So it's really cool to see. You're building the matrix, aren't you? Yeah, no, it's actually like an online event platform. So, you know, like kind of actually relates to everything we were talking about today. Since, you know, if you go to a conference, there's like a lot of booths you can go to and like meet different people and different venues. Imagine that whole world and that whole space when you hit a website and then you can see the whole scene. You're in a first person mode and you can walk up to the venue. Yeah, yeah, it's like Sims. It's like Sims basically. It's like, it's like Club Penguin. Have you ever played, have you ever heard Club Penguin back in the day? It's oh. like a little kid game for... That was like the yeah. jam. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's basically Club Penguin, but for adults. <laughs> if you know what that is. What, what's the, the minimum VR platform that you're targeting? It is using Babylon JS. So it's actually, we're actually exporting assets from Unity and then porting it over to Babylon, which is the WebGL framework for creating the the or sorry, the framework for actually processing the, the, the environment. And we're exporting like the height maps and the textures and the scenes from Unity that we create first over to Babylon. And then we write the JavaScript um, code on top of it. So Nice, very cool, very cool. Yeah. That's, well, that's hey guys, we're, we're, we're getting close to the end. I wanna give everybody an opportunity to get anything that they wanna get out before I ask one final question to one special person. So anybody else got anything they wanna uh, uh, talk about before we get to that? Cause we're on a little bit over. It's great to see everyone. And um, if you're interested in learning to build cool 3D stuff, um, GDG Central Florida is gonna be doing a meetup on the Saturday where we're gonna be doing that. There'll be a little bit of hint of Minecraft flavor there too but you'll also be able to make jewelry for weddings and stuff, maybe. That's kind of cool. Anybody else? Oh, that was, that was a, a direct call out to me, huh? Uh, are we all invited, Janelle, to your uh, wedding party? <laughs> to to oh, my yeah. wedding that's gonna happen literally at a court office. <laughs> Why don't you have the wedding, have the actual wedding virtual. on Zoom? 
Virtual. Yeah, have the wedding on Zoom and we could all be there. Why don't you do it on Thunder Nerd? Oh my god, do it on Thunder. I'll get I'll, oh. I'll get my notary just for that. Oh my god. Actually, Rachel is a notary, so I mean Perfect. I'll, it's I'll happening. think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> That's a no. When are we having that? So February 14th, Valentine's Day. We're having Janelle's wedding on the show. You heard it here. Exclusive. <laughs> That's going to be a no from me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it might happen. Such a weird intro. (laughs) Anybody else? Yes. Um, I just got one thing real quick. Um, Accessibility is a right not a privilege. And I say that due to the Twitter firestorm today about the audio tweets. So I just wanted to leave that out there. Oh yeah, because it doesn't really work for, uh, for uh, accessibility. It's inaccessible. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta think about those people too. Everybody, everybody needs to use the web. Well said, sir. Um, Anybody I just else? Was, yeah, yeah just real quick. Um, next month, Orlando IoT, we're having something called a hack-along. It's kind of like a hackathon, but you it's all remote. Um, so I think we've been pining to do something technical, hands-on uh, for a long time. And despite the pandemic, we're going to try to make something happen. It's a little bit of an experiment, so we'll see if it goes well. But I'm thinking there's a maybe a chance that everybody's thing will connect with everybody else's thing by the end of it. So, you know, that could be cool. But if you go to the Orlando IoT Meetup page, you'll be able to find stuff about it, I think, already. And if not, today, soon. Excellent. Put a link in the show notes for us so we could uh, have everybody take a look at that. I got one last thing to say. Um, tomorrow, there's actually a hackathon with the Suncoast Developer Guild, which is kind of like Orlando devs but for Tampa, they're also at Bootcamp as well, but they're really amazing people. Um, you probably had, you probably met Catherine before. She was on the show before. Um, oh yeah. And then Janelle also has been to that school as well when she went to Iron Yard, but they're hosting a hackathon tomorrow. And there's actually, I don't know if, I don't know if that they'll allow me to say like, Oh, you can broadcast everybody, <laughs> you know, but, but they have a, they have a prize pool as well, like $6,000 across like nine different, awards um so if you're someone that's kind of like wanting to build something cool with a bunch of different people or learn something new um definitely something to check out and i'll put a show note in there as well um, thank you um i have one last thing um, please I, I started like uh the mission learning webinar series every monday 6 30 p.m uh est in my youtube channel uh, so there I'm going to talk about some of the machine learning and the live coding uh, of the machine learning stuff. Um, I put a YouTube link on the show notes. So that's uh, one thing. Everyone welcome to join in that uh, series. Excellent. Thank you. And what, what, what's the actual link for our audio listeners, people just listening? What, where do they go? Uh, I put it in the show notes so you can see that it's my link to the YouTube channel. Okay, cool. Thank you. And from my side, uh, I have one thing to share. So tomorrow we are opening the registrations for JavaScript and Friends conference. 
and uh, it's going to be virtual and uh, we know that uh, we are trying to improve the in-person connection virtually as well and the conference is going to be free for the breakout sessions are going to be free and uh, the workshops are just going to be like uh, $25 so the registrations will be opening tomorrow and anyone can participate uh, at the conference and just 25 bucks for a workshop that's pretty good yeah any workshop and we'll be sharing the recordings of all workshops to attendees oh that's nice is there a max limit on people that could attend a workshop or it depends on the registrations i'm going to get but so far um there is no max so we are trying to see like how best we can uh, give it to the attendees and to all people who, who need affordable content to uh, learn new stuff. Yeah. All right. Final question that we always ask at the end of the show. And I, I think it's apropos that we asked Shiva since he was the one that kind of uh, had, had you know, gave us the inspiration to do this episode. So Shiva, I'll ask this to you. Do you have any uh, final words of wisdom for our audience today? Today we talked about like both the online experience and in-person experience, right? And you know, like the situation is demanding us to move to the online experience more. So um, right now we need to connect the both of the bridge, like how we are going to, uh, I think like uh, uh, Jared brought up the good point, how we are going to uh, give the platform to new speakers to talk right in the meetup. And the second thing is how we are going to facilitate the interpersonal connections in the online. So we need to think about like how we can bring this into the online conference or like the online meetups, at least till this pandemic ends, right? So that would facilitate the connection and reduce that bridge, uh, reduce that gap uh, that happened. Uh, so I think like uh, that's the thing we need to take when we are uh, uh, scheduling this conference, uh, the Dev First and uh, One Dev Conference. Uh, probably we need to focus on that, like, uh, are we opening the channel where they can connect with the speakers or where they can connect with the audience? And also, like, uh, how we are going to give the platform, like, a new speakers. Like, uh, are we are we having that uh, new online meetups, like, every week? Are we bringing, like, new speakers to that meetup? Uh, so those kind of uh, things we need to consider. That's my final note. Um, and... Uh... One final thing I like say, to say, uh, Jared, uh, Jared, Janelle brought it up. Um, and, you know, Black Lives do matter. Your community matters. The people around you matter. Support them. Be safe while doing it. Wear a mask. Um, and I think I, I like to thank everyone for coming and joining us. It's so nice to just see you all. And I, mi I miss the conferences just like the rest of you. And uh, it's nice to have kind of a little mini conference tonight. So thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Really, really appreciate everybody for joining us. Thank you for the hospitality. Yeah, thank you for the so hospitality. So wonderful to see you all. And, like, meet some of y'all. I haven't met some of y'all. I'm like, oh, I love y'all already. Y'all are my best friends. Thank you, and it was nice meeting everybody because I have not met anybody except for Frederick here. So it was nice to be with everybody, see everybody, and hear everybody. And again, I'm very grateful to have been uh, invited. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. This is great. Uh
Yeah, thank, thanks, thanks, Shiva, for initiating this as well. This is fun. Yeah, thank you. I know everyone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody. Really appreciate you watching, and uh, maybe we'll have another one of these coming up next month. You never know. See y'all. Take care, all. Thank Bye. You. See you. for consuming the Thunder Nerds. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you watching and or listening to the show. Please subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Write us review, give a few stars our way. And above all else, please remember to send your favorite book suggestions to Brian Hinton. I, I like romance novels. They have happy endings. Oh man, I am rude. I am, I am rude. Oh, I guess no one's walking. That's shocking. <laughs> exactly. I love rhetoric. I love rhetoric. I love rhetoric. I love rhetoric. I should have known the Terrator didn't mean us any harm when the Sword of Omens didn't obey me. And anyway, it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad. Just what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about?